The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to another episode of Silencer Phones, your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, still corona-free, joined by Sean Fritz, still corona-free. Correctamundo. And we are joined again by Johnny Townsend, and I'm assuming you're corona-free? I am corona-free, but I have just bitten into an ink pen, and there is ink everywhere. <laughs> well, just Wait, we should cut that out. With- are you wearing like... Are you wearing blackface now? Are you culturally appropriating uh-oh, another thing? Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's ink. It's ink. I promise it's, it's ink. <laughs> wipe it up with a piece of paper, crumble it up. Oh, man. You're gonna give me, <laughs> I want to get canceled. Bubble gum. It's ink. It's ink. I swear. It's I think ink. canceling would be good for you. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably help me a lot. You could sing I'm Glad It's Raining. Yeah. <laughs> That's called a callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen to last week's episode. We have people wanna, listening this do- week. And they're like, who is Johnny Townsend? And why are they just referring to him like I should know who he is? That's what his parents and the rest of his family say. <laughs> on, a, on a near constant basis. <laughs> who's this a, Johnny? Town, yeah. town, how do you say that name? Townshend. <laughs> Townshend. Yeah. So it's Township. Okay. Yep. Township. <laughs> um, yes, Johnny's back for another week because this month, for the month of December, we are covering Ernest movies, uh, Ernest P. Worrell movies, played by the late, great Jim Varney. Um, last week, we did Ernest Goes to Camp, the very first installment in the Ernest movies. This week, we're doing the third installment. We skipped the second one because that one's coming at the end of the month to coincide with the holidays. Uh, but the second movie we're doing this week was Ernest Goes to Jail. America's prison system. A feared and powerful institution about to be brought to its knees by one desperate man. Oh, I don't think our table has any steak sauce. Touchstone Pictures presents Ernest P. Worrell. Why are you such a screw-up? I'm just that kind of guy. He was just a simple man. The perfect choice. European styling with a decidedly American flair. Trying to lead a good, clean life. Until he fell in with the wrong crowd. Ended up in jail. The Hooskell, the Slimer, the Joint, Alcatraz, San Quentin, Sing Sing. And got sent to the chair. The hot seat, the dead meat, deep six, it's over, pal. You're out of air, Bob. All by mistake. That's not fair. Burn him. But when they tried to charge him with 10,000 volts of electricity. Hit the alarm! Ernest P. Worrell. Electro man. Took charge. It's all in the wrist. We got you surrounded. Is this the way you treat your mother? Three, two, one and a half. This spring. It's the screen's most magnetic personality. I recommend the lobster. 
in the most electrifying Ernest adventure of all. He's had a real hard day. Ernest goes to jail! Ernest goes to jail. Sean, so last episode... No, I've never been to jail. We, est- <laughs> we established the fact <laughs> that you had not seen Ernest movies. The first one, watching Ernest Goes to Camp, was kind of your introduction into him. You knew what you were getting into now. Ernest Goes to Jail. Uh, obviously, you had never seen this before. Was it what you expected? It was... It was... Um, and I think I referenced this before or last week that this was better than the last movie. Okay. Uh, because that was, uh, I think we all said not the best earnest movie, mm-hmm. uh, earnestly speaking, but the, you know, the, the, they're back. Don't worry. Uh, and uh, this one was a better, I think a more palatable uh, earnest movie uh, this week. Johnny. Is this one one of your your top earnest films, or still we haven't we haven't hit the, the peak yet? Uh, you haven't hit the peak yet. Um, there's two holiday ones that I literally watch every year, so those are probably my two favorites. But okay. uh, I do love this one. But again, this is the one I literally went to the theater with my grandma to see. So yeah, uh, this one's always going to be special to me. Uh, and this was also the one where you know we're they really really showcases some other characters too. Uh, uh, some side characters in Ernest movies, especially a little man named Bobby, who is one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> that dude is freaking awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. We're going to get into it. Before we do, let's break it down the way we do all of our movies. Let's first get into the plot. This one is a little bit more of an involved plot than Ernest Goes to Camp. Um the idea here is Ernest P. Worrell is now a, a custodian or a janitor at a, at a, not even a janitor. It's just a custodian, right? Like, what do you call it? The cleaning guy? He's a porter. A porter? Is that the, is that what the t- t- title is? I do believe so. At, at a bank. He um, cleans the bank. Yeah. I think it's a single branch bank, by the way. Right? It's like a, a, a family a owned bank or something. And, and the a, president has an office. <laughs> and it's one of those those ones that the wall doesn't go all the way up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's it's open, so you can hear what's happening out on the floor. Um, this film is the, the plot is is that he works in the bank, um, and just like the last film, he's got aspirations. He does big ones. He's not going to stay a janitor or a porter or task or whatever you want to call him. He wants to be a bank clerk. The heights yeah. of success. I mean, he's, he's, he's just shooting for the stars. But this is, we discussed this, this is kind of like the idea behind Ernest's character. He's usually on the lower end of the totem pole, and he's always shooting for the next rung up. He's not looking for the top of the totem pole. He just wants to get one more rung up. Uh, while, while he's working in the bank, he gets called for jury duty. And while he's on jury duty, there's a he, criminal. A, he didn't even know he wanted to be on it. But he, when he got that letter, <laughs> high aspiration. He, he made it at that point. Yeah, it was like his luckiest day ever. He was so excited to he serve legit his risked, He legit risked his life to tell his friends that he was on jury duty. <laughs> yeah, his next door neighbors yeah. and coworkers and carpool buddies with a minefield yeah. in their front yard. Okay, um, and, and and ridiculous by the way, because he when he jumps over that that hedgerow, he's like, "Oh, I hate this part." 
You've done it before. <laughs> Don't do it again. <laughs> exactly. Um, the thing is, is when he's going, he's he's doing jury duty for a, a murder case, and and the, the the guy that's up for murder is already in prison, so he had killed somebody in prison. And I don't think they do it this way, by the way. No, not at all. Pretty sure they just like up oh, plus twenty. Not yeah. So what ends up happening is we find out that this criminal is is affiliated with another guy on the inside, and and Nash. This guy, Mr. Nash, yeah, right. And Mr. Nash, unfortunately for Ernest P. Worrell looks just like Ernest P. Worrell. So we actually have... It's uncanny. Uh, it's, it's like twins. the X-Men. They're like yeah. twins. Um, and by the way, I love when movies do this and they lean into it so hard yes. like this one did. Yes, yes, yes. That's the So what ends up happening is there's a switcheroo. Ernest P. Worrell ends up in prison while the, the criminal's out there taking over his life and the plot is, is basically <laughs> Ernest has got to get out. By the way, I love that their plan for the switch was pretty much hot behind a dumpster and saying, come here. <laughs> and nobody heard him. And, no, just Ernest. You know, yeah, only the artist heard him. And he walked away. Wouldn't someone have been like, ah, no, 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 no. Come here. Come, get back over here. Yeah. They're in a high-risk prison. Why would you let somebody oh, yeah. wonder? They, they, maybe they tried that, but because they didn't go, he didn't, he didn't yeah. come back. Well, my favorite thing is that all of a sudden – they made sure, like you see Nash in all these other settings in prison, and he's wearing regular prison garb. But mm-hmm. when it's time to go out there, he's got to wear a prison vest. Vest. <laughs> that just happens. That just happens to resemble a certain famous vest or a character. <laughs> oh God, it's so amazing. Um, and that's the other thing I love about Ernest's character. It's he's um, he's legit a caricature because like he's got the same clothes from Ernest goes to camp. They literally go through his closet. Mm-hmm. And it's literally every outfit's the same. <laughs> that that whole, again, with the Rube Goldberg setup, the way he brushes his teeth, the way yes. he bathes, which by which, the way, the way he brushes his teeth, he's only getting the sides of his teeth. He's yeah, not, not, and not the back, you yeah. know, there's dentists watching that going, he's not doing this right. Yeah. yeah I could improve on this, right. but don't ever do this. <laughs> and it's that like was in, one of my uh, things I saw was like, which one came out first? Did this come out first or, or Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Because I'd never in my mind ever equated Ernest P. Worrell to a Pee-wee type character. So I really did not see him having all this, this, these kinds of contraptions in his house. Like the whole, every, you know what I mean? Almost like a Doc Brown style thing. Going well, ironically, on. he would end up, Jim Varney, well, Ernest would end up having his own TV show as well, uh, which actually was uh, award-winning. You can, you can watch it for free on Tubi TV, I believe. Oh, I really? love Tubi. Tubi's yeah. the best. So what was the show? You can watch. Was it like? Was it like Play Playhouse? No, this was way more of like little skits and stuff. Like there's little skits, but they're all kind of got a, a thread going through them, sort mm-hmm. of sort of thing. Like one of the, I think one of the first ones is there's a meteor that's heading our way, and like the third through the whole thing. But it's definitely for kids. Like it's played for kids for sure. Yeah, and that's obviously this this guy's setup in the house, man. When you see all of these these things going on, uh, mad scientist style. It is over-engineered to to the whatever the biggest number in math is. It's to that degree. And imagine pie. Imagine living on that street too, with with Ernest and all that stuff on his front yard, and then the neighbor guys <laughs> with all the ice cream stuff. cone. First of all, like there's there, there's a business not far from here in Smithfield where they have a it's a snow cone business. So they have a twenty foot tall mm-hmm. styrofoam cup mm-hmm. with the blue snow cone and two straws coming out of it, which is not safe in Corona times, by the way. And you can't drink out of this, but it's just a giant ice cream cone 
equivalent like at Ernest's homestead. Mm-hmm. The mailbox, though, I'm a fan of the mailbox. Just don't take, go, just don't pull it down and look through the mailbox because you just get punched in the, face, out. in the face. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's no way there's like a like a home association in this neighborhood, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. There's I mean, no way. Um, mine, minefield. Yeah, probably not safe. <laughs> just a little. There's and no then station. shooting a gun in your own house, <laughs> and that's the thing. So what's where's the backstop? Because this dude's shooting. That's what I was going to say. The dude's literally (laughs) shooting through paper. Chris, you've seen movies where they turn a really thin card table over and it stops every bullet in its path, no matter what. Hot Fuzz did that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love Um, that he shoots the whatever pops out the toaster, too. Oh, the gingerbread man. Yeah, Yeah. the gingerbread man. I love that about the film, though, because, you know, it has this main plot and all of these other things you see happening. They're these. They're just little vignettes and little side things, but oh, we're we're we're, we're missing one thing too. The, the Ernest is an X man. Oh God, yes. There's he a has a superpower where he gets electrocuted, <laughs> and all of a sudden he's magnetic. Jeez, yeah. magnetic, and then he can you know. And then not just that. What was the other piece? What was the when he uh, with when the he, lightning bolts? He started floating because they said oh, yeah, because he, yeah. he was uh, he was no longer part of the what they say he was. Um, Gravity lost hold of him or something. He did something to the frequencies or, or something, the polarity. No, he was free from whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, there's a there's definitely a lot to this instead, not just the straightforward um storyline. There's a lot of silliness involved, honestly. There really is. Uh but again, if you know what you're getting into, this is an earnest movie. Um, this is the third in the Ernest movie. So when you have seen the second one going into this one, you, you know that there's just this, you have to let go of any kind of, uh, of belief in reality for these films. Um, but for me, the plot I think was, was, was a little bit more intricate, you know, with the stuff going in, in prison with him trying to get out with what was going on on the outside at the same time. There was a whole lot more going on in this film than the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So let's get into the players of the film. Let's go into the actors and acting. Uh, again, so we're, we're doing Ernest Films. Jim Varney re- reprises the role of Ernest P. Worrell, but he also plays two other characters now. So he plays Felix Nash, which is a character nothing like Ernest. Um, yeah, this this guy squints a lot. Yeah, yeah he's got <laughs> that weird eye. eye. The, he the squints eye. with the right eye. Ernest will squint with the left eye. Oh, now, I didn't even notice the, that. The, the duality of man. I the mirror that. image, if you will. And with a talks. hat, without a hat. Hair yeah. slicked back. Yeah, Ernest something new, and he, <laughs> and he I'm also glad plays. To have helped, gentlemen. <laughs> Varney also plays Auntie Nelda, which I love. This old lady character with yeah. the neck brace, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a, that was just a big ass turtleneck. <laughs> She's great, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> a great character. Um, but this does it kind of so you know, it showed us a little bit more of of Varney's range being able to play more of the straight man, like the, the, the villain, right? That kind of, he was kind of slimy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was very much so. So I mean, completely different from the Ernest character. There's no, he was uh, a mustache twirling villain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still over the top, I would mm-hmm. say, but uh, more subdued than Ernest himself. That's yeah. That's you are more subdued than Ernest. 
that, that's saying something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we also had. I, I, I wish I, I wish I knew how to pronounce this guy's name. Gaylord Gallard. I want to uh, say Sartain. That's right. Yeah. He's returning. He was the chef in in Ernest Goes to Camp, and now he plays a security guard uh, with yes. with a partner that he ended up gaining in the second film. This right. this other guy in this film. Uh, what's this guy's name? Um, Bill Berge, not the yes. footballer. Yes. Or he Bobby in the movies. Bobby. Yeah. So yeah. Chuck and Bobby. Uh, one of my one of my f- uh, friends that I made when I went through the whole year of community college. Uh, she's related to him somehow. I forgot how Bobby? it was. Yeah. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, I was, so I was very jealous because <laughs> <laughs> I know, freaking love Bobby. You know who this guy reminds me of? His look. I mean, he's got a very unique look. Um, he reminds me of the Milwaukee's best bitter beer face guy. Yes. Yes, he does look like. Wait, is it the guy though? No. Okay, he didn't. Kind of right. I thought he had like a bit of a Don Knotts kind of. Very much so. Yeah. In this, yeah. in this for sure. In this film, he had a very like a Don Knotts aura about him. Yeah. Um, Barbara Tyson was on the in this film as as the the woman that works at the bank with him, Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, and I don't know why this is, she's credited as Barbara Bush. Maybe she got married, or divorced. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So she was um, born Barbara Bush. She's she was, now Barbara. She was, like the, uh, she was like the president's wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Wow, what a Ernest movies the president's wife. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. Charles Napier plays Warden Carmichael. That's the guy that looks a lot like uh, Sid Vicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Randall Craig Tex Cobb. Do you know who this guy is? Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's a bit of a renaissance man, boxer, big guy, scary, guy, scary haircut guy. Um, yeah, what was with his hair, dude? I think he might have killed his barber halfway through getting his hair cut. <laughs> he had the wildest hair, dude, ever. Oh, man. Um, yeah, his, this- his, the first sentence on his Wikipedia, I'm just going to read it because it is yeah. wild also. Yeah. Randall Cobb is an American actor, martial artist, former boxer who competed in the heavyweight division. It's like. Um, neat. That's a lot of different. It's it's you know what, Chris? He's kind of like the guy that played um, Johnny, I think it was in um, in Roadhouse, where that guy was like an actor, yeah. a boxer, uh, a, pol- a politician, um, uh, a movie star, obviously. And um, you know, uh, he he worked on the side as a you know part time barber and at the nail salon too. It's like, yeah, how many different things can this guy do? I mean, this guy looks the part of. A bruiser, more or and less. And he's and so you'll see him in a lot of uh, of later '80s and early '90s films in that type of a role, into in in like a you know maybe a bar brawler or or a, a, a biker or something like that. Always in these roles. Um, but yeah, dude, I love I like this guy a lot. I've, I've seen him in other things, but the hair, dude. The second I saw that hair, I was like, what? What's it's happening? It's like the fifth like, element. Happening? It's did he inspire the fifth element haircuts? There you go. Exactly. Um, let's see who else is in this. Uh, you know, these are all kind of, I mean, again, aside from, yeah, aside from Charles Napier, I don't really know many of these other people. The, the one, I don't know his name, but the lawyer was the same lawyer from camp, Buck, Buck Ford. Yeah. Oh, was it? See, I never, I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. He just looks like the same law and order guy. Yeah. Not to be confused with the country musician, Buck Ford. I don't even know who that is, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's the um, same name, so, a band of the same name. So the uh, the the acting in this, though, you know, I I feel like again, 
most of what we're seeing is is Jim Varney, you know, as the main character, and and we saw a little bit of of a. a a stretch in, in his acting ability. Now it wasn't just playing the Pratt falls. He was also playing this kind of slimy guy. Um, everybody else still kind of plays those, the typical, like the tip the Charlotte is that typical, you know, the female that's that he's kind of, there's kind of a love interest there. Um, the, the guy who plays the banker, the boss, the president of the bank, you know, a typical performance of just kind of like kind of an asshole, you know, first thing he, he was the, he was the quarryman, the quarry owner equivalent I, I, in this yeah. one. Yes. I will say, I will say though, in a slight bit of his defense, he was a jerk, mm-hmm. but like the, just the stuff that his staff put him through, totally understand. I mean, literally like they, they definitely pointed out that Ernest is constantly making the whole bank a giant mess instead of cleaning it up. So that's one thing. And then but who hired Ernest? I, I know. That I makes know. him a supervillain. But also <laughs> his security is constantly putting him through all kinds of havoc in order to make the security better. So they tested like, on him for some like reason. Like the space age plastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, which I got to tell you. So there's that, that scene in the film where, uh, what's his name? Chuck shows him where the hidden gun is. Shows, mm-hmm. shows, yeah. you know, shows Nash. Nash Bobby was that. not a fan of that, by the way. No. And I love how Bobby was like in on a, like, like, yeah, looking Bobby at knew, him all. Man. yeah he knew. Um, but but then I because of that whole gun part of it, I really thought that the plastic thing was going to come into play at some point later. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember because I haven't seen this in so long. So I was like, wait, does that come in? I really did. It was almost like there was no need to have that in the film at all. Right. Because the jail part, because the little jail thing that they bring down in the bank, that does mm-hmm. come back into play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, exactly. But yeah. this one just, unless it's a, on a cutting room floor. Uh, but, you know, again, the acting with this, like Chuck and Chuck and Bobby, though, you know, it's exactly what you're looking for in the characters. They're already they're already starting to fine tune this type of character because we see it in the earlier films. Yeah, and I am and I mean this with every fiber of my being. If I ever hear one uh, terrible thing said about Bobby, I will lose m- my mind and I will <laughs> uh, go all uh, you know Bobby and Chuck on you uh, if you do this. Like if you, this man is a freaking national treasure will there be a coat rack involved as many as possible <laughs> multiple coat racks i approve i approve of this decision um anything else is what you guys want to say about the acting before we move on uh it was much better much improved compared to last week's um ernest goes is to a janitor camp. oh yeah ernest <laughs> goes to camp yeah that's different than ernest is a janitor because that's just a four week long you know review <laughs> uh, I think it was much better, much, much, uh, oh, by far. And we are leaving out one character that I wanted to bring up. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Rimshot makes his debut. Ah, ah yes. the dog. His, yes. Yeah, Rimshot. his dog. Well, not his debut, but like this is the, you, you see Rimshot here. He wasn't in camp. Yeah. He didn't have Rimshot then, but Rimshot. Uh, There's no is, pets allowed camp. Yeah, must have been. It's an awesome dog. He's, I mean, he literally can read uh, uh, giant notes. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> Like I love that his heads go back and forth like he's reading his entire note. Yeah. <laughs> read the teleprompter. Look this way. Now look Good this acting. way. Look this Good way. Acting. Yeah, that dog was awesome. Um all right, cool, cool. Let's move on to sound and soundtrack. So there's no straight up soundtrack in this. There's no actual songs. All we have really is score in this film. Isn't there a song at the beginning where they have that opening thing where it's almost like a James Bondish type feel with the yeah. silhouettes? Of is, there sing, is there singing involved? There's a song. 
Yeah. There are lyrics. Oh, maybe, maybe there is. But yeah, it, it is but, James Bondish. Yeah, or it's a precursor to the iPod commercials. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. I can see that definitely. <laughs> oh man. Um, overall, though, it's a score, and and for me, whenever I have films where the score, it, it's more of a score involved instead of actual songs. Um, you know, one of the things I like to take note of is does the music fit? Does it fit what we're seeing on screen? And overall, it did. There's a lot of you know the, the types of music, especially when they cut to the jail, the music would change up as well. Um, except there's one spot at the towards the very end of the film when they think when when we think Ernest is dead right the music sounds almost I don't know it sounds like it should have been like on late night Cinemax or something it was it was kind of weird the the, (laughs) go back and (laughs) go back and watch that part because the music coming in doesn't fit it it seems like it should almost be like a romantic style um, with the saxophones or the horns or whatever was going on there I was like Oh, this that threw me off. Overall, though, I mean, for me, the score just it feels right for this film. It didn't seem like there was anything that was. It was definitely not "They Live." Oh my goodness! You mean the same song over and over again? <laughs> yeah, over and over. That's always going to be our our bar now. Like if you're if you're the score is better than "They Live," then it's it's decent. Should we open a bar called "They Live"? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only music playing at all times. It's um, just a little, it's just a hall of mirrors. You just you just continually walking because oh, you can't find God. your seat. God. Um, but what did you guys think in terms of the score of the music? Same, uh, pretty much. Uh, it it's uh, it's for me. I still can remember it. Like I, I can you know hum it now. Like I, the, one of the main themes through it. Uh, but. Uh, it's not like it's uh, you know it's it's not like it's the Lord of the Rings soundtrack or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, definitely not. Sean, you have anything to say on the score? No, I think it was really good. It, it really found its footing with you know uh, the acting. This movie it found its footing with the acting, uh, and again, it also found I think a better tone with the music and it, it because like you said the dis, the 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 duality of you know Mr. Nash and. Mr. Ernest, Mr. Mr. Worrell, um, you know, they had their, it was like Darth Vader having, having his own theme. Nash pretty much had his own theme too. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely made it more um, relatable, more understandable. It, it conveyed the proper tone. Nice. Nice. All right. Let's move on to special effects. This one actually did have some. Yeah, I was about to say, compared to camp, this one definitely had special effects. Yeah, they went in on special effects this time around. Um, Like, I was literally watching this trying to think of how they did some of this stuff. Uh, You know, like at the opening scene where he's in the bank, uh, where he's in the bank and the, you know. (laughs) I could tell you. Yeah, go ahead. It's very obvious. Do you even know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yeah, how the, how the, um, Cabinets. Floor cleaner went up the wall and across the scene. Oh, I was talking about the cabinets that were following him around. That was I, that part made me laugh. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> like he would hide behind a door and it, it, it's like it, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they had a lot of really great little effects like that. Yeah, they had practical. So those are practical. We're seeing the movement of these things. Um, yes, like when when Ernest is being or when across he's, the floor yeah. and up the ceiling and all that or stuff. Or when so, he's in, when he's behind the bars and the um, what are those things called the 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 lock lockers or what? Yeah, what are yeah. Called? Lock boxes. But they're like they're they're bending and, and molding like they're about mm-hmm. to come out. Like that was really cool effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So we're seeing a lot of that happening, and then we're seeing a lot of special effects. So. Mm. 
again. Electricity. The first time he ever gets electrocuted. What were your thoughts, man, when you saw the, that that whole electrical, just the effect itself? Mm. They were neat. <laughs> those were those were nifty. <laughs> Did it make you feel like you're watching? I don't know, Raiden, Mortal Kombat. Jeez, it, I mean, <laughs> fatality. Yeah, it's like they, you know, the internet wasn't a thing at the time, but it's like they went on and like Adobe Premiere's um, marketplace and just bought like you know randomized lightning effect and just like put it here. What year did this movie come out? I'm trying to remember. Ninety. All right. Nineteen ninety. So, yeah. April April sixth, nineteen ninety. I was discussing this special effects thing on uh, on Retro Pop that just came out to, as of this recording uh, about Lord of the Rings, and obviously that was a special effects were a big part of those films. How you have films that are uh, benchmarks for special effects, right? Mm-hmm. Like they change, like Jaws, yeah. obviously, and then uh, you know Jurassic Park, uh, Lord of the Rings, Star yeah. Wars. These are all movies that changed special effects the matrix and then you have ernest goes to jail (laughs) exactly dude exactly um so this one yes it's definitely not going to look like ilm right it it is it's ernest goes to jail it's not you know there's no spielberg involved here there's none of that's happening and and again i think this movie is helped by the fact that it doesn't take itself seriously so and i think that's the idea here because when you have when when you have a scene in the film where bobby is is popping up every like a second later he's 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 literally on the quantum level right now okay yeah, he, so he yeah. disappears he's right those, here immediately and I, then, I, I, hilarious like, that scene when he pops out from behind rack. the the, uh, the coat racks yes. <laughs> yes. like, you can't see me I'm, I'm behind my microphone stand right now guys you can't see me yeah but how like so that was that, a visual gag for this audio medium <laughs> but you're right johnny because if for a film that doesn't take itself seriously it makes it easier to digest when you see that and so when you yeah. see it it fits and for me you know seeing the the electricity thing going especially when he gets when well you he also got to remember this is you also remember yeah, yes the chair yes <laughs> you also got to remember this is this is for kids yeah right like you can't have like a freaking this guy like like getting Really, literally barbecued in front of you. Like, yeah. You just can't do that. He's not Kenny. You can't movie. kill him every yeah. movie. No, yeah. no. Um, like so I dare yeah. say, like we're uh, on the. I'm going to give a little spoiler alert on the next retro pop. I'm going to be talking about the Home Alone films, and on Home Alone two, there's this very famous scene where you know the Donald the Trump shows up. Yes, yes. Again, best thing. <laughs> oh, he's that ever wasn't did. that wasn't the scene you were going to talk about. Sorry, no, but that was the best thing he's ever did. Is he helped Kevin out there? Uh, but did but, he know? He just kind of pointed. He didn't really. He's an adult. He could he have gotten. Speak yeah, but that's much. the one thing he did with confidence that I actually believe. <laughs> you know, was him pointing. He knew where that desk was at. <laughs> so, but, but uh, uh, you know, like in in that movie, there's a lot of special effects. Obviously, they do, and one of them is when he. Uh, when um stern daniel stern's getting electrocuted like there's one scene where like he turns into a skeleton right like it just happens <laughs> oh like that and grateful it, dead video yeah. yeah and if i was a little kid that would probably scar me i remember when i was a little kid watching beetlejuice and there was some stuff in beetlejuice that messed me up as a little kid the shrunken <laughs> so, heads yes where they, where yes they pulled their yes freaked me out freaked me out <laughs> or the uh, or you know so there's or even in peewee where with uh with the bus driver lady yeah, large stolen. marge dude large yeah, marge so, so there's, all, so there's just stuff that would just disturb you. So I'm kind of glad they went with this way. Yeah, this. it's definitely it's definitely a kid's film. It's it's very much a family film. Like, that's the idea yeah. behind a lot of the Ernest films. It was supposed to be family films. This wasn't well, supposed to be. his aunt's in the movie. Um, what's that? His aunt's in the movie, so definitely a family film. There yeah. you go. Um, 
Yeah, but overall, man, I, I did. I enjoyed the special effect. Even even the green screen, even the flying around Bart. I mean, it, it was it was hokey. And you could tell it was it was green screen, but that's the idea. Again, it's not taking itself seriously. Uh, and then I think the one thing that was kind of lacking was the explosion at the end. They could have made that look a little better, I think. Um, it looked more like a fireworks. Yeah, what was good, though, was the way they stitched the two Ernest, well, Ernest and Nash into the same yeah. scene. They, that looked pretty good um, yeah. i couldn't tell if they stitched them together probably you know the static camera shot and and just filming mm-hmm. the scene twice but um uh, because they did look kind of green screeny but they didn't cross over so there wasn't really a um a need for for a green screen uh, right and the fight was you know obviously there was a, a double for the earnest mm-hmm. the back of the head um person mm-hmm. um but I, that was relatively well done too i thought you know to to say that to give a positive uh, as well. Yeah. I don't think there was anything else we're missing in terms of special effects. Uh, lots of finger guns with lightning. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. It worked last time. Oh, how about when it didn't work and it was just kind of salting <laughs> off? Dust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to our favorite scenes uh, quotes. Sean, how about for you, man? What, what stood out for you in this? Well, what do you say? Something about I've been abducted by Elvis, or I've been I've been vandalized by Elvis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after after what's his name? Nash gets to to his apartment and gets yeah. rid of all that stuff. Oh my goodness! I think he just hung up a bunch of curtains, didn't like. That's basically that was, all it was with like a bunch of golden ropes, a bunch yeah. of gold ropes and, and and curtains all around. Oh, I'm reminded of the the three the South Park ep, the 300 episode where they're just like, oh, they're gonna come in with their their gold ropes and their rugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly um anything else stick out for you i mean everything that uh that that bobby did was was hilarious and and you know those two guys uh chuck and bobby were um they were a treat in this one more than they were more than bob uh, uh chuck was in the last one yeah uh, but uh you know just just the way those two play off of each other being the abbott or the not quite abbott Costello, abbott and costello but like one talks, one doesn't, which yeah. is more of like a pen and teller. teller. Yeah, but they're not yeah. musicians or uh, magicians. Magicians. They are magicians. They're not security officers, or you know, they have acted yeah. before. Uh, but you know that that was uh, that was probably most memorable uh, throughout the film. Obviously, the uh, the gags were uh, and the prat the the physical comedy was still there, um, but like the duality of Nash and, and Ernest was. You know, it, it, it lent a little bit more to my analytical eye and it was like, oh, that's very serviceable. But I still couldn't get past that haircut on Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're right. You're right. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me about this movie was um, they really liked their pink light bulbs in that prison. And what was the deal with the pink jackets? Oh, there's something going on with the pink, man, because the, the lighting was all pink and blue. There was the pink jackets. Um, one of my favorite scenes, though, in that film was when he was trying to pretend to be Nash. So he started looking in the mirror and he's doing the all you dirty rat. And so yeah. he's doing all these different versions of the take. And he did a face. James Mason impression. And I've only heard one other person do a James Mason impression. And that's James Mason. No, it's a, it's a comedian. It's a radio host out of Philadelphia. You would, yeah. Neither of you would know who he, but he is, was, but... That's it's, one of my favorite scenes is his face straight up on the camera, changing, contorting the face mm-hmm. and making all the different voices. He did a lot of fun stuff in that jail. I mean, I remember yeah. when, uh, when he was, when <laughs> he had a little spatula. small bar of soap and he turns a small <laughs> bar of soap into a gun. <laughs> to a perfect rope on the end. 
it was it was oppressive. Oh, that was funny. That was and good. it was went from white soap to a black yeah. gun. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive, man. Um, <laughs> what about you, Johnny? What sticks out for you? Uh, well, as it was already said, the 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 Bobby and and, and Chuck stuff. Like, I would take a whole movie of them. <laughs> Cause I love them so much mm-hmm. uh, and they're so good in this. That would be like a, like a Benny Hill type show. Those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, okay. Here's another edit that the internet has to do for us. Just put the Benny Hill theme over those two. Throw, Whatever just take doing. a super cut of those two and, and put the Benny Hill theme a little over bit. <laughs> yeah. But I will also say this movie has the greatest, and I do stand by this, the greatest jailbreak in the history of cinema. <laughs> spatula (laughs) yeah the greatest jailbreak ever i mean literally they are electrocuting this man falsely by the way Uh, he's trying to tell him that he's not nash uh so they're killing this man and uh instead they give him back his super he just frankensteins it out of there i mean he literally knocks a door uh, like a what's supposed like a big steel door just knocks it over like it's not yeah yeah from you see it from the outside with the explosions happening, yeah. like it, like it's some yeah. sort of yeah, it's it's it is a great. So jailbreak. I love the jail, I love the whole jailbreak scene, mm-hmm. and when Lyle kind of makes that little face turn uh, there at mm-hmm. the end, and he actually helps Elvis out, and he goes, yeah. "I don't belong out there," uh, you know that type of thing. Uh, there's a lot that really stands out in this movie for me, like that. Um, you know, uh, the whole just Ernest's house <laughs> and, and uh, his neighbor's house. I don't know for whatever reason I had forgotten that Bobby and Chuck were his neighbors. Like I yeah. knew that he knew I them. Obviously. That either. I'd forgotten that they were just literally <laughs> next door neighbors. Uh, but uh, uh, this whole movie is just very, I mean, which even is, when he, which when is he brilliant into his too, aunt, you know, which is yeah. brilliant because I was thinking to myself when Nash gets done doing um, what he's doing with the, with the um, jury duty. Right. And now he's free. How does he know where he's supposed to go? And it's brilliant yeah. to have the guys that live next door that are constantly giving Ernest rides places. That's how he gets, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, it was, I think that was pretty, it was well-written in that regard. But yeah, I forgot he was, he was next door. And I, and I mirror what you guys say. Basically everything, all the stuff you guys said is what stood out for me too. Except, I mean, all, all that and then just... Well, that and the Confederate flag. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And the ant, the ant with the, yeah. the, the two ball and chains. <laughs> Yeah. My doctor said I'd need them until I could help me walk or whatever he said. Need them until surgery. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into the ratings for the film. We um, didn't even mention the the pen that he chewed on in, <laughs> at, when he was on jury. I did at the very beginning. Yeah. Yes. I've referenced it. The but reference. Yeah, that's, but that scene I remember forever. Like, I don't know why, but that scene really stands out to me where he's just, <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> there's a very obvious solution to that. And he just, no, apparently not there. And he no. chews on it again, by the way. Yeah. Just wipe just wipe your chin or wipe your, wipe yourself on your on your denim. And then it's a piece of paper and then he's and when he's chewing he's on paper. it. That was just for me, it was a little like I was like, uh oh God. <laughs> That's a little much. A little much there. Um all right, yeah, let's get into the rating. So Sean, we'll start with you on the rating this time. So uh mine will have a bibliography. Uh so Wikipedia has referenced this uh, on the New York Times, the uh, Deseret News, and Entertainment Weekly uh, that uh, the reviews of this movie were universally negative. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, of a budget of $9 million, it made 25 in the box office. Its first week, it was number three uh, with uh, just over $6 million, which is two-thirds of its which shows uh, you the popularity budget. of Ernest, though. Exactly. Uh, so here's some other movies that were in the uh, top 10. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. 
Pretty Woman. So this tells you the time that it is. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, it bumped down the hunt for Red October. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Here, here's okay. So here's a funny movie that name that I've never heard. Nuns on the Run. I've never uh, heard of that either. Now it feels jo- like a future episode. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, uh, Joe versus the volcano. We've talked yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dante. Uh, Joe Dante. Hmm? That was the guy that did the burbs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it was mentioned maybe in a house party. Okay. Uh, and here's what's weird. Here's the weird, here's the most glaring thing. And maybe because it was on uh, in theaters for 17 weeks at this point, but number 15 on this list was glory regarded as one of the best movies ever. Now, granted glory had already made tw- yeah. $25 million to that point. Yeah. That's a really good the, movie. I love that movie. Yeah. yeah, but it had been on the the charts for seventeen weeks, so maybe there was a it was oversaturated at that point. I wouldn't or say so. Yeah. Maybe people just wanted to see Ernest. Yeah, I'm thinking that's the case. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so onto my review. That's my bibliography. Um, uh, I would say that this movie, uh, to echo what I said before, the acting is great. The acting is good, much better than it was. Comparatively, it is great. It is like leaps and bounds above. Uh, it, the, the, the score, uh, definitely supported the movie in a better way than it did before than the previous movie did rather. Um, the, you know, the effects were silly, uh, on purpose, I do believe, um, mm-hmm. Ernest goes to jail with very much camp, uh, could be a subtitle for this movie. <laughs> uh, the characters, the character development, the, the sets, uh, the filming, the cinematography, the supporting characters, there was a story there with all those people. They weren't just like a one-off, like the dog put in the trash can, something else we didn't mention. Hilarious. Obviously you wouldn't do that to a dog, uh, but you know, just a, a, makes him a bad or bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, Nash. So it's, you know, and, and then, you know, him yeah, being who, would throw, who would throw away a perfectly good dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know, all that, you know, makes for a good story. Uh, there is, there are plenty uh, of silly, silly elements in this movie. And, you know, all in all, I, I think it rounds the movie out to, to be around uh, four out of five uh, for me. Four out of five runaway floor cleaners. Johnny, what you got? I am going to echo the score that was just said four out of five for me as well. Uh, this is not my favorite earnest movie. Uh, spoiler alert. We may or may not cover that at some point, uh, but this Real, this movie to me, this one really shows why I just remember Chuck and Bobby so well. <laughs> uh, those characters, especially these side characters, are so great and so amazing and just so funny. Uh, I, I'd watch them in anything. Uh, so, just on them, I'd give this four. <laughs> but uh, the movie as a whole is just is just so good. It's there's a lot more there. There's a lot more meat to the bone on this one than in Camp for yeah. sure. Um, I do think the acting's better. Uh, I do think uh, you can. I mean, I think. Varney was always comfortable as Ernest because he'd been playing that character for so long, even before these movies, uh, you know, but they were adding depth to this one note character. And I thought they were doing a good job with it. Just adding little sides to him, little, you know, little things about his character and such. And, and, uh, but yeah, I, I like this movie a lot. I was really happy to go back and watch it. Uh, four out of five for me as well. Nice. Uh, I agree with you guys. I'm doing four out of five and it's to echo with a lot of what you guys said you know, music fits. Uh, like Sean said, special effects uh, are good. For, you know, they're meant to look the way they do for this type of film. 
uh, and they pull it off. And, and it's because, like you said, Johnny, they don't take themselves seriously, and especially when you have characters like Chuck and Bobby. Um, you know, so many parts of this movie, after going back and watching it again, it just all came back super fast because this was a movie that my little brothers used to love watching all the time. So when we were growing up, I remember this being on all the time. Um, but yeah, man, I, you know, you can't go wrong with, with, with Jim Varney, man. For me, I thought this was another step up, right? Yes, we had Ernest and we could see the way he acted. And he wasn't just this. He was still kind of that Ernest that he's trying to, to make his way in the world. Um, but it wasn't just the downtrodden, you know, kicked puppy that you got from summer camp. This one, he was a little bit more, you know, yeah, he was getting yelled at by his boss, but it wasn't like that sad puppy type of thing. Um, so there was a little bit more to him. Then we get to see him play Nash. So again, we see something different and he, he pulled it off. You know, it was, it was done well. The story, much, much better story than camp. Camp's a, a, just a straightforward, this is what's going on story. There's a, a jail. There's a lot more happening. Um, and then a lot of our, are the supporting actors, man. We had a lot of other actors in here who played great characters as well that just really round out, round out the film. So that's why for me, this is also a four- out of five runaway floor cleaners. Whew. Ernest, we're not done. Johnny, you uh, coming back next week? I have to. We're, we're going to be talking about my favorite. <laughs> oh, I guess we know what you're rating this one. Next week, yep. folks, we are checking out Ernest Scared Stupid. It was a dark night in Lower Botswana. Giant bula bula flies droned in the still air. Then it came, the screeching war cry of the Ottoman horde. We're the Ottoman, and you're not. You're in a world of it now, pal. Oh, my. I'm afraid. Sure, I'm scared. Everybody in Botswana is scared. It looks like curtains. This place is just screaming for Drake. Don't worry about the Ottomans. They're just wusses. They're all talk. I knew an Ottoman Eagle Scout. He got a merit badge in wholesale slaughter. Ah! Come on, Ottomans. Take a piece of me. <laughs> What we need is the high ground. The high ground is no good without free. Are we doing? I thought he was saving Christmas. Nah, saving Christmas, Christmas will be last. Yeah. Oh, oh man, I get confused. Uh, <laughs> we're doing Ernest. We're doing Scared Stupid. So, well, these next two are my favorite Ernest movies. Sean, are you aware of this one at least? I'm aware of the existence of it. Okay. Okay. You and remember <laughs> what I said about these children's movies scaring the crap out of kids. Uh, this may or may not be a thing that happens to me for Scared Stupid. <laughs> because it was, was a that, ripoff of Hocus Pocus? No, no, because that troll is truly, truly scary. I know nothing about this movie except for the... No, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I saw oh, yeah. a link that said Hocus Pocus in, in Wikipedia, and that was and Eartha Kitt is in it, which, what the hell? Now Dude. I'm like... Dude, what is going on here? Here we go. So next week we're doing it. Get ready for it. Uh, folks, thanks so much for listening. Before we head out, Johnny, make sure they find you on social media and the things you sell. Tell them about it. Uh, Johnnyism28. That's my Instagram. Uh, you can go there and that's where I do post my artwork and such. You can get a hold of me on there if you would like to purchase that artwork or get a commission, that type of thing. Also, uh, do other podcasts, uh, Retro Blist, Retro Pop. Uh, history creeps i'll do those just covering different types of things from strange history to old school video games nice nice sean what else you want to tell the people before we head out let's not forget stay safe stay smart mask up use common sense if you don't have any find somebody else's and you know let them share in it too (laughs) 
And with that, folks, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. It is now time for you to unsilence your phones.